0: I have published a new book. It's called The View from the Deck, Thoughts on Values, Vision, and Gratitude. If you like morning motivation, you're going to love this book. You can find it on Kindle and in paperback form on Amazon, and the audiobook is coming soon. So check out The View from the Deck, Thoughts on Values, Vision, and Gratitude on Amazon now. Today I saw a post on Facebook talking about the idea that if your daughter asked you if she's pretty... That your instinctive reaction will be like, of course you're pretty, honey. But that another good reaction is to say, that's not your job. And you can use them together. You are pretty, but it's not your job to be pretty. You don't need to be pretty. You don't have to have long flowing hair. You don't have to have perfect perfect makeup, perfect skin, all that. And it got me thinking about prettiness and beauty, which are somewhat different things uh, in the context of life and in the context of spirituality, And I thought, let's go to Bible Gateway and see what the Bible has to say about being pretty. And the first result, and this is the one that really I want to dive into and meditate on because it's the thesis that I want to share and that I shared on Facebook in my own post, was from 1 Peter 3, 3 and 4. Let not yours be the outward adorning with braiding of hair, decoration of gold, and wearing of fine clothing, but let it be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable jewel of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. Which is a very fancy and bibly way of saying, don't worry about what you look like on the outside, be good on the inside. You may also recall Jesus talking about the whitewashed tombs talking about the Pharisees and how they were beautiful on the outside and full of rot and decay and decadence on the inside. Beauty is only skin deep, as they say, but I say prettiness is skin deep. Beauty is what comes from within. And what I shared on Facebook was that if my daughter asked, am I beautiful? I would talk about all that I see beyond what I see. It's not about what her face looks like. It's not about what her body looks like. It's about what will she do for the world. It's about her kind heart. It's about her artistic talents, about her creativity. It's about all the things she will do for all the people that she will serve and help throughout her life, not as a submissive servant, but as from a place of service, which I talk about in other places in case somebody misunderstood that one. It's about all the great things she's going to do, and that's where the beauty is, and that's why she is beautiful. And so I want us to think about what is beauty, what is prettiness, what is the importance of it. When I was young, teenager, I did not think I was terribly attractive. I thought I was a funky-looking dude. I'd look at myself in the mirror and be like, ugh, that's a funny-looking dude. Hair's kind of scraggly, and he's got this, like, wispy mustache that's not quite grown in. And and just, I looked at myself, and I did not find myself attractive. I would not date me. Fortunately, I was not in my dating pool. I wanted to date women. Well, girls. I was in high school. And, as it turned out, they did want to be with me. And that made me think about, what is attractiveness for? What is the purpose of being good-looking, handsome, pretty, beautiful, sexy, gorgeous, whatever word you want to use. What is the purpose of it? The purpose of being strong is to be able to lift things and push things and hit things. So if you're good at lifting, pushing, and hitting, and you can make an impact with that, then you can't say, yeah, but I'm not that strong. If you can lift a 200-pound rock, you can't then say, but I'm not that strong. You are, by definition. You can lift a big rock. If you have a lot of people of your preferred gender who are interested in dating and other things with you, then you are attractive by definition. That's what attractiveness is, the ability to attract. So what does pretty actually mean? Or handsome is often the male equivalent of pretty, although prettiness is much more loaded in our culture, the expectations of it. But what does it mean? Pretty, handsome is the physical manifestation of attractiveness. But you can be attractive without being terribly good-looking, because there's other attractive traits. But why do we think prettiness is so important? And let's go back to the Bible. And I'm not going to quote something specifically, but I'm going to talk more about the expectation and thoughts in the culture at the time, which was that sin could be seen. Sin could be seen. If you were a sinful person, that's why you got leprosy. If you were a sinful person, that's why you went blind. If you were a sinful person, that's why you're ugly. Sin can be seen, and God punishes it, and shows it on you. Ugly people are sinful, and pretty people are not. Healthy people are not sinful. Sick people are sinful. They're being punished for their sins. That's why they're sick. That was the belief of the people in the time the Bible was written. And that was one of the really iconoclastic things that Jesus did, was he went to people who were sick and ministered to them. Nobody ministered to the sick because, you know, can't do anything for them. Look, they're so sinful that you can, it's coming out of their eyes. You can't help them. This is why Jesus, when he healed people, he forgave them. He removed their sin, and with removing their sin, removed their disability, removed their blindness, removed their paralysis, removed whatever it was. So prettiness, attractiveness, is seen as a marker for goodness, for purity, for being a person of high moral standing and godliness. Pretty people are more godly, is what they thought then. And since our culture is built on a book that was written then, it's sort of what we think now. There have been studies that more attractive people are seen as more trustworthy, not just someone you want to date, but someone you want to do business with, which is a little bit odd. And yet, it's what it is. Now, what is attractiveness, physical attractiveness, prettiness, handsomeness, pulchritude, if you want to get fancy? What is that actually a marker for? It is often a marker for health which means it's a marker for upbringing, it's a marker for wealth, and it could be a marker for genetic strength. If your genes are weak, if your genes have problems that would be passed on to offspring, then it will often make you less attractive. If you have an asymmetrical face, there may be other problems in your genes, or you have an asymmetrical face because you got punched a lot, because you grew up in a rough-and-tumble community, because you were poor which means there also may be problems with your genes. At least this is the assumption that's made. And this is another reason why we judge people based on how pretty they are. Now, maybe you are attractive and maybe you are not. And maybe you are more attractive than you think you are, which is likely true because most people see their own imperfections and not what makes them good-looking. I started to see myself as attractive because I started to see the results. I couldn't lift large boulders, so I couldn't call myself strong. But I could attract women, and that made me attractive. And I internalized that belief. The interesting thing is also you can change, reprogram how you see other people's attractiveness. My wife has grown more beautiful, pretty, attractive, good-looking to me with each passing day. Because I decided that's how I was going to see her. By approaching it for a place of gratitude, it has actually changed the way I see her. A lot of people, they don't do this. They judge their spouse or their partner, and they look for the imperfections, and they look for what's wrong with them, and they see them as less and less attractive as time goes on. And this is why they go out and they leave their partner, or they cheat, or they stray, because they need to find someone more attractive. Because the way their minds work, in a lack of gratitude, looking for the problems in the world, people they meet become less and less attractive over time. This is not a good way to build a relationship. It's not a good way to build a life, and it's a very poor way to build a family. So instead, I look for what makes her beautiful, what makes her pretty, and I see it more and more. And now, as I look around the world, if I were to meet a supermodel, I'd say, yeah, she's okay. But she's not my wife, so I wouldn't trade it in a million years. That's the power of gratitude and the power of having the right perception. And while we're on this topic of how attractive I and my wife are, I just wanted to share something, which is sort of off topic, and yet I enjoy it, so I'm going to share it. Proverbs 20:29. 20, keep in mind, for those of you who have not seen me, my hair and beard are distinctly and beautifully gray proverbs twenty twenty nine the glory of young men is in their strength, but the beauty of old men is their gray hair. Yes, it is true, and right below that I got proverbs 31, thirty one thirty charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Now keep in mind fearing the Lord is a substitute for a lot of other things for being ethical and moral and honest and following the mores of the time, and doing the things you're supposed to be doing in the culture. So this isn't just about going to church six days a week and saying, praise Jesus. This is about doing all the things that God wants, as explained in the Bible. And it's a pretty good point. Charm is deceitful, beauty is vain. But doing all that other good stuff, that's what matters. That's what is important. So what is beauty? Is it simply looking good? I'm sure you've met people, who even if you're not the kind of person who picks apart prettiness and looks for all the ways that they're not attractive. I'm sure you've met people when you first meet them, you're like, damn, that's a good looking person. And the more you talk to them, the less good looking they become. Their face hasn't changed, their clothes haven't changed, their body hasn't changed, but the way you see them is certainly changing because their beauty is vain. But they don't fear the Lord, by which I mean, they're not good people. They're not pretty on the inside. And it's what's on the inside that really matters, what's on the inside for a relationship. I was telling my daughter today that you don't want to be stunningly beautiful. You don't want to be gorgeous. It's actually not a positive thing. Because if you are gorgeous, I mean model gorgeous, Now, if you use it to be a model, then yes, it could be leveraged. But by and large, if you're like, I'd like to be a botanist and you're drop-dead gorgeous, you're going to have more trouble being a botanist than if you were eh, decently attractive. Now, if you're ugly, hit by a truck ugly, then yes, that's going to give challenges too. But middling attractiveness, that's actually going to give you better results in your life than drop-dead gorgeous. A lot of people who are pretty good looking... They look at people who are gorgeous and say, Oh, I wish I was them. Do you? Do you really? Do you wish that people whistled at you on the street? Do you wish that people thought that you were just a pretty face and that you got your promotions because you were attractive or worse yet, sleeping your way to the top? If someone's middlingly attractive, nobody makes that assumption. If they're gorgeous, though, then they're like, Oh, she's just using her looks. That's how she's getting by. And so they assume you're not that smart. But middling attractive... That's a pretty good place to be. I'd like to think it's where I am. I mean, I think I'm upper-middling attractive, if you know what I mean. But, no one, Hollywood's not calling me to cast me in movies. At the same time, people aren't asking me to put a bag over my head or turn off my video during Zoom calls. I'm middling attractive. I'm pretty good. So, people aren't distracted while they're talking to me. But they look at me and say, yeah. He seems like a good God-fearing guy. He seems like a good honest guy. He seems like someone who's not full of sin, who has pretty good genes. And here's one of the biggest ironies in how we think about beauty and attractiveness and pulchritude. Really, the purpose of being attractive, the primary purpose is finding a mate, right? You want to attract someone of the opposite gender who finds you attractive. There's a secondary benefits of people want to work with people they, they find attractive, they want to watch videos of people they find attractive, et etc. But the primary purpose is finding a mate. Here's the problem. If you are maximum attractive, you would think that would make you maximum good at finding a mate. The problem is that if you are the most attractive person around, then the people who just want to have a good time, just want to fool around, are going to come right at you. And the people who are looking for a partner, a long-term partner, May try to, may also approach you. They may be scared off by all the other super attractive people chasing you. And they may even look at how attractive you are and say, oh, that's not the kind of person who settles down. She's too beautiful to settle down. He's too good looking to settle down. Not even gonna try. And the other problem is when you meet someone and you get together with them and you form a relationship, there's a number of things that attract you. But if you are drop dead gorgeous, then your physical appearance is going to be a good chunk of that. And that's going to fade in its effect because it's maximum already. Can't get any better. You're going to get older. He or she is going to get used to you. Going to start noticing imperfections. And what's going to happen is, over time, they're going to say, remind me why I'm with you. Because if you are super attractive... Someone's going to want to marry you because you're super attractive. And that's not what you build a relationship on. You can't just be like, we are both so beautiful, isn't this amazing for 25 years? You build a relationship on trust, loyalty, commitment, sense of humor, supporting each other, intelligence. Things like that. Shared morals, shared ethics, shared worldview. And all of these can be overshadowed by a very pretty face and a very shapely body. So do you want to be incredibly beautiful? I don't think so. I don't. I want to be exactly as beautiful as I am. And I would not wish stunning beauty on my daughter. I want her to be pretty attractive. I want her to be attractive enough that someone says, yeah, she's pretty nice. I do not want her to be turning heads as she walks in the room. Because that turning heads thing doesn't always turn into what you want. So that's my thoughts on beauty. I'd love to hear your thoughts on my thoughts. Feel free to send me an email, michael at com. Thank you so much for listening. I have published a new book called The View from the Deck,